and welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. I am joined here by Jason Caldwell. We are recording while driving a car for the first time. Uh, don't worry, being very safe, just have the mic hooked up to my t-shirt while we are driving back from Fayetteville uh, over to Tulsa as Auburn just pulled off a stunner in uh, in Fayetteville. Not necessarily the, the, the win or loss, but man, the way that they just beat down Arkansas to win their third straight SEC game, 48-10. to 10. Jason, we... We've been used to Auburn doing this to Arkansas. I mean, I haven't even been around Auburn that long, and I've seen them do this to Arkansas a bunch of times. But for this team to do this in this spot, and I think take advantage of, Peyton Thorne talked about after the game, take advantage of a team that they knew if they threw the gut punches early might fold in the chair because their backs are against the wall. It's, it's, it's kind of do or die. And that is exactly what happened, Jason. Another hot start for this team. And they had what Hugh Freeze called their best performance of the entire season. And now they've got a really good opportunity to close out the year strong. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I, I talked to Hugh Freeze this week, and I said, look, <clears throat> Auburn usually plays pretty well in, in Fayetteville. He goes, well, Ole Miss didn't when, when we were there. And we saw it today. I mean, it's, it's the most complete game of the year for Auburn. They've built on what they've done the last couple of weeks. Um, and it started – with a bang. I mean, getting the ball 75 yards right down the field, Peyton Thorne with a couple of really good runs, finishes it by running over a guy in the end zone. And he's coming off the field, and 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 I'm, you know, probably 10, 15 yards away from him, and he's he's screaming all effing day and as yelling it. I'm like, he set the tone for this game. And that we had players talking about him in, in the locker room going, hey, he was in there saying, fast start, fast start. We have seen – him develop, and I'll tell you the other thing about him. Peyton Thorne is one of those guys that we found out the last couple of weeks does not let a negative play impact. He just kind of keeps on going, and he did that today. He had a couple of questionable throws early. One of them was an interception, but he set the tone. Keontae Scott's you know, punt return for a touchdown, that defense getting three and out after three and out and getting after K.J. Jefferson. It was it was a game that once, once Auburn got off the field with a field goal, to limit that after the after the interception, 21-3, it's over with. From that point on, it was just a matter of what it was going to look like. And Auburn, even though, even slowing the game down, did exactly what they had to do to go out there and just dominate a football game. Yeah, it really felt like, I mean, the, the boos in the stadium were the loudest moments for those Arkansas fans until until they, you know, scored a touchdown with, with Jacoby Criswell, the backup quarterback, scored it late. And you look back during this three-game winning streak, Jason, and that has been such a huge key. Hugh Freeze talked about it after the game, saying it was vital for them to get off to a hot start. 49-6, to they have outscored these three opponents during this three-game winning streak in the first quarter. That obviously, you know, that, that would apply to any team. You would want to start fast. That's probably going to help you win a football game. But you looked at what they had done previously before those games, especially during the losing streak. They just hadn't gotten off to good starts to go all the way back to Cal, where Peyton Thorne was a, 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 an official's call away from maybe having a fumble for a touchdown on the on the first drive of the game. And so, yeah, getting out and sort of hitting the Arkansas fans with that gut punch and kind of taking over a stadium there in the early going. You mentioned Keontae Scott's punt return, a 74-yard punt return touchdown. We felt like it was a long time coming for him. I mean, he is a guy that just attacks the ball every time. We're seeing he's, he sort of has, has solved the fumble issues 
healthy now. Incredibly enough, coming off of that that ankle surgery, looks as explosive as ever. But you talked about the defense, Jason, and that's where we'll kind of start here because that set the tone yet again for a second straight game. And you wrote about this pass rush, pass rush after the game. Now, Arkansas, their offensive line, and talking to people you know, on our on our network, and, and talking to you, Jason, after the game, I said it's the worst offensive line you've ever seen Arkansas have in covering an Auburn football game. And you said absolutely so. Auburn was folding them up for most of the game, but Jalen McLeod, three sacks and four tackles for loss in this game. And Auburn's defensive front overall for the second straight game um, was able to was able to pretty much dominate the game. That was probably the most impressive overall aspect of the game for Auburn, and it came against a guy that's really hard to do that against now. KJ Jefferson had a couple plays. Keontae Scott said after, he said, well, he's going to do that. He's a good player. Like, he's going to have a couple plays like that. But for the most part, it was complete domination as soon as the ball was snapped on that, on that line of scrimmage for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, it was, they, you know, Auburn just, just physically whipped Arkansas on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You look at, at 354 yards rushing, yep. uh, two touchdowns, averaging 6.4 yards a carry. I mean, like, they, they just completely dominated them at the line of scrimmage. The other side of that, you look at Arkansas and you go, well, you know, they, they had 140 yards rushing and, and, and 135 passing, which is, I mean, only 255 yards of total offense. 60 of that came on that Jacoby Criswell run late in the game. Auburn had some subs in there. Um, you know, a nothing touchdown. He's you know, Auburn was on the pace to get up 60 yards rushing to Arkansas. And an Arkansas team that is back to doing what they do, which is use tempo and, and running the quarterback and doing some of that stuff. They did not let KJ Jefferson get started at all. He ended up with 50 yards rushing, which is you know pretty good. But Auburn got after him, sacked him five times or four times in, in the cruiser once. But um, it was an impressive performance. It was, and, and line of scrimmage is the one spot that you think about coming into this year. What was it going to look like? Because they had to totally rebuild the offensive line. Defensive line, they had to go out and get a bunch of pieces for that, too. Preseason, we were like, okay, the offensive line's doing pretty good. This defensive line, though, is going to be a huge question mark. They have consistently gotten better and better and better. They're still not a dominant guy up there, but having a healthy Jalen McLeod has made a tremendous difference for this defensive front because now you have that guy coming off the edge. We've seen Keldrick Falk grow up. Jason Jones. Marcus Harris is playing as good to football as any yep. defensive lineman in this league. I mean, he's playing really well. But you've seen hey, Lars Johnson the last two weeks making plays. I mean, they're getting production up and down the lineup from these guys and, and passing it on. And it was fun to watch. Um, you know, we talked to you know Jalen McLeod afterwards. He's only been here for a year, transferred from App State. But he's like, you know, we asked him a question, well, Auburn football, that's what this was. And, boy, for, for a day – that was exactly what Auburn football was today. That was a beat down, and that's what we've seen before in Fayetteville. And um, Nathan, to to do it against the team that put the final nail in Brian Harson's coffin yep. last year yep. shows you a whole lot of things. First of all, it shows you a whole lot about the growth of a of a program under Hugh Freeze and his staff. But it shows you about the character of a bunch of players that are going. You know what? We saw it the way they finished the year last year, and now we've seen it this year. You could have gone, oh, man, we lost four games in a row. It's just not going to be very good this year. We'll be okay starting next year. They didn't do that. They said, nope, we're ready now, and they've gone out and proven it three weeks in a row. Yeah, and I thought I thought that was sort of – look, this was a very uh, – this was a gravitational night, I think, for this program. And 
honestly, a lot of it is aside from this performance. Now, there's a lot to there's even more to get into from from beating a team on the road by 38 than, than what we've even talked about um, so far. But like you said, Jason, zooming out a little bit, and Freeze has talked about it in recent weeks. He's talked about it pretty much all season. Making sure that the players stay engaged it has been has been his word. Um, and he talked about it after the game, saying, "Look, we've had some we've had some valleys this season where things have gotten pretty low." But I don't know if you caught on to it, Jason. You might have not have been over there, at Eugene Asante. I asked him about that. You know, hey, you know, for you guys and leaders like you on this team, you know, to stick through it because what that did is it gave you an opportunity for this game. Did a lot of people think they were going to beat Arkansas? Not a bunch. They weren't favored. It's you know, it's this was a game that if you had lost, not the end of the world. However, the fact that you didn't hang your head after that, the fact that you didn't lose to somebody like Mississippi State, you you gave yourself an opportunity now to where they're going to go, go on a four-game winning streak heading into the Iron Bowl. And Asante said, you know, there was no finger-pointing. And then the next thing he said was, none of that stuff that happened, none of it transpired this year. None of the stuff that happened last year. So like you said, it's just, it's, it's what a difference a year makes, really, in talking about this game in particular. Um, you know, Keontae Scott referenced it afterwards. He said, we remember this game. Like, we remember what happened. And then he, you know, used, you know, didn't exactly say the words, but, you know, he was like, you know, what happened in the couple, in the, in the days following it. That was a big turning point for the program last year. Obviously, it was, like you said, it was it was what eventually forced Auburn's hand on Brian Harson after, you know, an inevitable season where they were going to fire him anyway. But now, Jason, they're in a position where, Six and a half was was a lot of people's win total on this team, and I know that's not something that coaches pay attention to. It's not something players pay attention to. But for all intents and purposes, they either first of all they're going to lock up their best regular season since 2019. They haven't won seven games in the regular season since they won nine in 2019. And second of all, they've got an opportunity here with the Iron Bowl coming up at the end to give themselves a chance, which you're always going to have a chance in the Iron Bowl. But I think overall it's, look, the wins and losses were never going to be the most important thing for Hugh Freeze in year one. It was going to be the recruiting, which we'll talk about that later. It's going to be the recruiting and it's going to be the roster health and just feeling like you were moving upward. Now they've sort of checked all the boxes because at least in my eyes, how I was looking at this season, I was thinking if you go seven and five, that's a good bit better than you were last year and you've pretty much that's that's two thumbs up you're not gonna throw a parade for that but I mean two wins of improvement off of last year um I think is a really really good place for this team to be with a chance to make it eight in the Iron Bowl yeah when you when you basically had to rebuild um you know the roster and try to have enough guy listen I mean we we talked about it I, I said before look if if you freeze and his staff were not here and Auburn decides to ride with Brian Harson. um this is a, a team that, that might win three games, maybe. Um, and then he got a chance to win seven, maybe eight, uh, go to a bowl game. It was not going to happen. And they've gonna had to go out and do it in an unconventional way that they weren't real comfortable with either. And we, we talked to Hugh Freeze. He's still, he's still uncomfortable about how this season played out offensively because of them trying to figure out how to best play this team and do the things they need to do to try to win games. Um, they're just now kind of getting into a groove a little bit for the first time. And I'm sure now he, he, he probably wishes, hey, I, I, I wish I had just went ahead and, and, and gone with this earlier. He and kind see of what, said that after and, the Yeah, game, and, yeah. And, and kind of seeing what happens. But you know what? Against Georgia, their plan worked. It worked to give them a chance to win the football game and doing that against Georgia. It didn't against LSU and it didn't against Ole Miss. 
but it worked. Even at A&M, all the mistakes they made, if you just execute against A&M, you got a chance to win a game. But now this is a team now that's starting to find its stride. And, and um, I don't know. I mean, when I when I look, we were, we were talking about this a little bit after after the game and before we got on the road, but when I look back on this team, the one thing that's going to stand out to me about this group is how it's trickled down from the top. Hugh Freeze is is a just vehemently positive person. He'll tell guys the truth and say, "Look, you're not the you're not the favorite here, but here's how we can win a game." We've seen the players kind of reflect that attitude. Yep. Go out there and go, "You know what? Let's go play football." And they're playing football and they're having fun. Of course, it's a lot more fun when you win, but they've kind of stuck it and and in in by doing that, we have seen these guys grow tremendously over the course of this season. Yeah, I mean, even even in some of the losses, look, I remember, I, not off the top of my head exactly what had happened, but, you know, some midweek talking to players, previewing games, when they had lost two or three games in a row, it might have been even after they got destroyed by LSU, and guys are still in good spirits, and, it, and it, you know, it, it like, like you talked about, Jason, it sort of comes down from the top, and I, I hadn't even thought about this until you just brought it up. You know, when Hugh Freeze was hired, I was told by somebody that knows him, his blood pressure is going to be very low in this job, at least at the beginning, because he, he, it has to be, or else he knows the SEC is going to eat him alive in a, in a second go-around, or at least he's going he's gonna to be eaten alive by what the SEC is, and we've seen that ever since he's been hired. It's, it's, everything's very even keel, kind of understanding, look, Hey, Auburn fans, here are the expectations. If we meet them, great. We're going to do our best. We, we want this team to be good for you. If not, just keep giving us some time. We're going to keep plugging away at it. And, yeah, you're right, Jason. That has sort of been the mindset of this team of, look, we're doing the best we can, and if we can't beat some of these teams because it's year one and it's a new scheme and we don't have that much talent, so be it. But we are going to keep giving ourselves opportunities to go out there and do it. And so you're exactly right. Um, this is a team now that, look, everyone's going to look past New Mexico State. It's a pretty good group of five team, and so you know Auburn won't do that. But at the same time, they, they should win this game, setting up an Iron Bowl where, and we were talking about it here in the car, I think a lot of it comes down to Auburn's defense, and you are you are extremely encouraged by another, look, this is a, this is a, this is a standard performance for this defense this season to execute on a game plan at a high level for players to talk about all week, for coaches to talk about all week and tell us what the game plan is. Okay, Jay Jefferson, and then for them to go out there and do it. LSU is the only game all season where they haven't, you know, for a, for a consistent amount of time where they haven't been able to do that. And so, it's going to need to be like it was two years ago. Obviously, Iron Bowl is a couple weeks away, but you know, it's it'll need need to be like it was a couple a couple years ago where the defense gave you an opportunity to win the game because the offense is probably in a lot better spot than it was in that game. But um, you know, Jason, I, I I alluded to it for a minute, and we'll close out talking about right after the game, and Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze was a little cheeky post-game, making reference to the fact that Auburn was about to flip one of the best players in the country. Uh, we also saw Walker White after the game, Auburn's quarterback commitment, made the made a little trip over, Arkansas guy. He called me during the game. During the game. Yeah, he called me during the game and said, where are you? And I'm like, I'm down here on the field. And he was trying to get down there. And he could, uh, Obviously, yeah. they wouldn't let him get down there, but he, he sat in the the Arkansas student section said, yep. hey, I found a girl that had an Auburn jersey on. We cheered together, had fun. I mean, that's pretty much all they That said. is incredible. I didn't, I didn't even know. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, Walker White was there. And uh, other big recruiting news 
for Auburn Jason as, as they as they make a massive stride in this uh, in this 2024 class. Yeah, Emmanuel Waller's a guy that <clears throat> I think me and Christian saw him for the first time in either January or February in Carrollton, Georgia, Under Armour camp, and and, and the first time I see him, I went, uh, that guy's not six five, he's not two eighty, but man, that guy's a really good football player. And you go watch him play on film, and you, and you see an elite pass rusher and a guy that I think fits exactly what they want me to look at what Jalen McLeod's doing right now and you think about Emmanuel Waller being he's 6'2", 225 right now he'll probably play it at 6'2", 240 or so not going to be a huge defensive end but he he can bend he can turn and run and just a massive get for, for them to, to flip him from Florida um, and to do it you know, especially after the way they played on Saturday yeah like we, we talked about how they're going to point to Look, I think maybe they can point to to Saturday's game a year down the road, or you know, maybe ne- just just next season, and say, "Look, here's what we did when we kept our heads high and we didn't get too low during a losing streak." They're also going to point to Saturday as a as a as a day where their future roster got a lot more talented, and we'll talk about that as you know, signing day is going to get even closer here in the uh, in the rearview mirror for you and Christian to to start really putting this thing together for Auburn to try to close out a. Uh, a good 2024 class in Hugh Freeze's first season. So um, I think we'll wrap it up there um, on our on our driving edition of yep. the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, hopefully, this was a yeah yeah. Just I mean, just an aside. Like I mean, this I've I'd never been to Fayetteville before, and that was an awesome day. Great tailgating. I mean, great place to watch a football game. Gorgeous day, and then uh, and the best game Auburn's played in a few years. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> if you're an Auburn fan who made the trip. Uh, to this game, good on you because you probably had an even better time than we did because you got to hear on the Tigers winning the game. And so, uh, thank you so much for for joining us today. Hopefully, the audio. Uh, I'll take a look at it. Hopefully, it's not too, hopefully it's not too janky for you guys to, uh, to listen to. But we wanted to just give our thoughts on the game on the drive back. So, um, for Jason Caldwell, Nathan King, thank you guys so much for joining us. Five star review is the number one thing you can do. To help us out, if you guys enjoyed the show, the bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram until the next episode next week, where we're going to get into some Auburn basketball, a couple more fun neutral site games for them, and obviously talk about New Mexico State. We will catch up with you guys then. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you all soon.